The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Shapeshifters is brought to you by Camellia Holdings, your trusted service provider of all things ICT. So let's chat now to Johan van Zell, the owner at Fado Art, and just talk about how Fado Art started, what it is, and just how it all works, and, and just the, the come up, I suppose, then, of the entire business as well. Johan, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it this evening. Welcome to The Money Show. Uh, let's talk about one Am I even pronouncing it correctly? Is it really Fado Art? Yes, good evening. Yes, thank you for having me on the show. Yes, and the company's name is Fado Art. How how has it been? So, you know, coming up um, and, and having to grow an art business is one that uh, probably needs a, a, a niche clientele. How's that growth been for you? Yeah, so uh, we started in 2014, Around there, we start to see in the market there is a there's a need for for, the, for more finished products uh, like added value products, um, plants with nice ceramic pots around them, to to be able to to give a gift for someone a finished gift. So we went into the retailer stores and we see what we can do to make a difference on store level, and then we come up with ideas and we start to present it to the stores and to see how it will take off. And it went beyond expectation well. And from there on, we just um, get more creative, get more new ideas, and start to get more stuff in the stores, more products. Yeah, so it's not it's not your conventional art, right? So it's not the same. It's not just paintings, for example, on the wall or anything like that. It's a whole lot more. Some of your products, as you made note of there, including plants and, and things that really go around it. How do you determine what works? Yeah, so that, that was a bit um, challenging for a start, but um, with trial and error, and that is where, where ShopRite Group um, was, you know, guiding us in the right direction. So we they allow us to do trials in stores to see what is working, what's not working, and where we have to change stuff to get an ultimate product in the market. And, and did you find that because it was so... Um niche and specific that you needed to kind of zone in on who exactly it is that you're aiming for here and and what it is you're hoping to get out of them yeah it was it we we had to look at a clientele what who's going to buy the product so we did have to play with the prices to be able to 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 give an art project or a a product for a client who can afford it a, a less expensive one a more expensive product so our price ranges, we work out our price ranges to be correct to accommodate everyone, and yeah, and from there on we make small changes to it until we got a perfect product in the market. Getting that per, uh, uh, perfect product in the market, though, is also then a sense of consistency and quality, and and ensuring that it fits the mold that you're trying to create, the the culture, the environment. Um, do you get a sense that it? it you know, it, it was something you needed to build on, trial and error, as you said, for a number of years. And even, even now, maybe you still continue to do that. Yeah, I know it it's still a challenge every day to be able to stay on top of the market. Um, uh, we, we, do, we do get new ideas in all the time. And then we have to change the stuff all the time according to season, according to, you know, the different people in different areas in South Africa. And um, it is all back to South Africa. So we use we use South African people to create the products. We use uh, South African ideas, and we all sit together as a team in the company 
to make sure that we have the correct products to put into the market. Mm, getting those those right products, though. I mean, your business as it as it currently stands, you you'd probably feel for yourself that maybe it could get better. But what were the big hindrances, the big elements that you felt you needed to get over first in order to not necessarily be a success, but really even get up and running? Apologies to 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 grow yourselves, to to build on on what what has been. A good start back in what was it, 2014? You said, yeah, 2014. So when we when we start off, it was extremely difficult because um, because it's a new sort of product and a new sort of concept that we put into the market. You have to get it, especially the corporate clients, to to look into it and buy into it. So um, it, it it was extremely difficult, but we concentrate on uh, the best quality products that we can offer. So if the quality is not right, we talk directly to the people and say that's not right, we must change it. And then also quantities, to be able to deliver quantities. That was our two biggest challenges, quantities and quality, to be able to, to get the right products in all the time, and not only once off. Mm. I think the the quality aspect, as as you made note of, is 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 quite critical. So, is it perhaps also bespoke items? And I ask in the sense that it's something that you know one person has, but not this, another person who buys similar things from your store will will have the same thing either. Is it is it made specifically for you know a particular clientele, and and maybe even never again sometimes. Yeah, so we, we do ranges. So a certain product will only be for a couple of weeks in store, and then it will be changed to new products. So it will stay unique the whole time. And that is that is where we come in. We, we have to look for new ideas the whole time, new art projects, you know, new sorts of pots, uh, new plants, to keep it up and fresh the whole time on the stand. So this is, this is a full-time job and a stressful job to get it done. But we are, we are succeeding in it. Um, as you as you know, with the Shoppers and Shakers group, so uh, we 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 start off um, with only only a couple of stores to try it in, and it was around 20 stores in KZN, and today we are servicing uh, nearly you know, 279 Shaker stores in South Africa, with the products that we have, and it is it's doing extremely well, and we yeah. keep chasing it, and so we are very happy with that. Mm. All right. Well, uh, look, Johan, we're going to continue this conversation in just a moment or two. We're going to talk about that partnership with ShopRite. Uh, and we're also going to talk about the start then. I mean, just starting from that rented garage out in Bronkospreite. We'll talk about all of that as well right after this. The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Our shapeshifter this week is Johan van Zell, the owner of Fado Art, as we unpack and unravel just a little bit more about the business, the entity, and how exactly he's managed to uh, get a sort of individualistic, bespoke art business into uh, growing into what uh, he's, he's sort of formed now. Uh, Johan, thank you again. Let's talk about the start. I mean, getting... You know, starting the business out at a rented garage in Bronco Sprite could not have been easy. Let's talk about, you know, the ideas at the time, what what it is you were thinking and, and, and why you thought this was the, the way to go. Yeah, so uh, in Bronco Sprite, we was, we was like, like you say, we started in a garage. So we, we started with a couple of local grocery stores in Pretoria and just test some products and then we saw it work and then we left we have to find space so we rent the garage and then me and my wife and Godfrey Masamura that is the three of us who started business from there on 
and we throw it on on a couple of stores, like I say, and we saw the potential it's working. And then we start to fine-tune the art products that we put out, and we start to source the correct plants. On that stage, we didn't grow any plants or we didn't make any pots. So we had to source the products and get it together and then offer it as an added value product to the to the stores, the local stores in the area. Um, after a little while, we saw, saw it went well, but there was there was a lot of challenges because we have to get vehicles to deliver the flowers. But we keep pushing, and then we realized the market is bigger than what we thought, and we just continued to do the best we can. And uh, after after two or three months, we start to do a couple of more like local grocery stores in Kaizen, Brazil, Natal. And yeah, it just took off. The stores become, you know, more aggressive buyers, and the products was flying off the shelves. So that was that was the first step sure. of growing. Yeah, uh, in in trying to accelerate yourselves a little bit more and growing a little bit further than you than you had anticipated, uh, was money a big factor? How 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 important was it that you you found a partner good enough to to help you spearhead the business? into the direction you're hoping for and that means that effectively you have to you know get some more some more help i suppose yes it was it was extremely difficult to start off because the most of the stores carry on accounts for for like 30 days so for a start it was tough but we we made it work by making sure we got the right margins on every product and again like i said to put a correct service out there and to make sure our quality is top on so by, by word of mouth, then we grow into a, a bigger company and um, the challenges become a little bit uh, more controllable after the first couple of months. Those challenges then, uh, now you finally have you know, some help and assistance in the form of uh, ShopRite sort of being part of this, uh, this journey with you. What exactly, you know, does this partnership entail, if, 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 if you can tell, and just how, how, how much... How important has it been to the growth of uh, of Fado Art? Yeah, so we, we, after that, when we when we have that stores running, the business was still very difficult, you know, especially to expand into more stores. And that is then when Checkers and ShopRite, they saw our products in one of the local grocery stores, and they asked us to come and do a presentation for them because they, they saw the potential of the product. So we went in, Villa um, Manlin, that time he wasn't, but now he's the COO of the checkers group. So he asked us to come in, we saw him and we, we do a presentation for him and he believed, he told us he believed in us and he believed it, we can make it work. And he gave us the first 20 checker stores in KwaZulu Natal. It was difficult. We explained to him the situation that it's difficult to expand and they did review our margins to be able to give us better margins and to, to make our payment terms better to get our money faster. So they help us into, to grow into that 20 stores with ease. And after three months or four months in that stores, when they see the sales as well and we can produce the quality and the quantity products into the stores, they offer us the Gauteng region. And after the next three months, we conquer Gauteng. And then after Gauteng, it was uh, Free State, Northern Cape, and Mpulanga, all the areas around it, until we got the whole Checkers National done. So with, with their support the whole time, we made it work. But there was massive challenges, you know, wrong products being put into the stores, uh, not lasting. 
but together we we make it work and they they support us all the way to be able to to create the business that we was today yeah and those today yeah, and then we also expand towards Namibia and Botswana uh, that makes it great so mm. we conquer it sure, i mean that's that's sort of the next thing then i mean getting getting out of the country into the rest of the continent is possibly the next frontier and and hopefully just as global as you can possibly get are you are, are you aiming that high as well yeah we we believe we can um i think we still have a lot of homework to do to be able because we're still struggling with the growth in in checkers in the group because it's not easy if they if they want a certain uh, you know like a new range of pots and it's, for example, 50 pots in a store, 300 stores, then it's a, it's a lot of pots that we have to put in. So it's still worth the cash flow to be able to supply them correct. So we believe first to stabilize the, the company and keep the quality and the quantity 100% correct before you move on. Mm, okay. So getting this partnership, you've, you've built from the bottom up. You're, you're perhaps not only where you'd like to be, but you're getting to that stage um, sort of the the best notion then at this point. I mean, is it a sense of you know entrepreneurship can work in this country for you? Uh, you? You know, do you feel like entrepreneurship can work in this country because the systems are in place to 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 give people enough to go on, enough to grow on, and enough to build? Yes, um, I, I when I, when we start a company, when we start with checkers, you know, it was for me unreal. I didn't think it is thought it's possible for for a small company like this to be able to to tap into the corporate or the bigger market. Uh, but we did we did manage it. And but like guys, a lot of checkers also help a lot of small companies with with smaller turnovers than a million rand a year to be able to pull them in. So I think they done the same with us for the beginning. And I believe for every young entrepreneur out there. There is opportunity if you if you keep your quality right, you have a unique product, and you deliver a, a quality service. Uh, it's absolutely many opportunities still available. How important was patience here? Uh, patience, I believe, it's extremely important. We we it took us it took us now. I think it is now from 2015. It's now six years, and we are not on top yet. We are we are getting there. So patience, you have to be patient, don't lose it, keep believing and, and do your work right and the correct opportunities will come up. It's 100% for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, Johan, really appreciate the time. Uh, Johan van Zell, the owner of Fado Art. How Fado Art started their business, can you believe it? Just from a rented garage in Bronkospreit. One imagines that everything from funding, financing, all those elements didn't, uh, weren't necessarily there. So should those even be the big elements we, we talk about when we talk about starting businesses? Is it just about funding? I know many a times we've heard uh, people say that the only reason that their businesses can't start up is because they don't have funding. Is it just about funding or is it about the access to opportunity, which may not necessarily be about funding? It's a totally different story altogether. It, it, it could be just being placed in the right place for your business to thrive, being uh, sort of introduced or meeting up with the right people who may align with the business that you're trying to give off.